What's happening? A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo-hoo-wee. Man, y'all already know what it is, man. It's God killer in the house. Hey, check this out, family, man. Look, got a real interesting show tonight, man. Um, um, we want to make sure we crystal clear in what we're doing and concise in our premises, all right? So y'all already know we use uh, scientific data uh, to kind of to understand um, biological information. And so when we talk about the first of anything, we have to dove into biology and we're trying to get the people to really see that. I'm here, uh, Sister Naya, I'm a raw squad up, what's good? What's good, brother Unc? I'm sorry I had you on mute so we can have some 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 clear <laughs> and concise. Let me put you on. Let me put my face on mute. Some clear and concise audio. So you see, I got my map up here, y'all. I'm ready. That's a to talk about the first Americans. Big ass map right there. <laughs> <laughs> Sean P. What's good, man? Mossy Clan Warrior. I'm a raw squad up. I'm a rock squad. I'm poached up to the panel. Thanks for having me. Man, that's always, man. Um, you know, we just want to have this discussion. Um, uh, I think the last four classes I did on Sarnetta TV, um, I haven't gotten any rebuttal whatsoever. And I never really expected it. Um, I think that it's very vital that we continue to do what we do. Um, that's just so important. Um, and we got to just keep going live. You know, we gave them some room, wiggle room to hang out in the ethers for a while. Now it's time to really get back into the science and technology and just and just really giving our real accurate story. I think the thing that really amazes me is this thing that's permeating through the community. And it's been going on uh, for a very, very long time. Right. The narrative that. White people are wrong about everything all right that's a dangerous approach and i think it's it's got us caught into a pickle okay so like when we study science we know that all scientists don't necessarily agree and it seems to be a consensus of people that that want to promote uh uh like the scientific racism aspect because there was a time and it's probably is still kicking, right? I'm not gonna put my guard down ever, but there's time periods when Harvard and Yale, uh, they were actually promoting uh, that black people weren't all human and they was teaching this in science class, right? And that's the narrative we kind of uh, uh, got on to. Remember they did that uh, to support their claims and uh, uh, actually kidnapping us and holding us against our, uh, our will, right? They, they use that. But what, what most people don't talk about is that uh, a lot of scientists did not agree with that, okay? So we need to also look at that, uh, that there's a lot of uh, uh, um, fraudulent scientists at times, right? But when you look at the whole thing of science, right? Science is self-correcting. That's the only thing you can actually catch them with. Because like I say, um, white people will lie, black people might lie, right? But numbers don't. 
And so the only way you're going to catch them and defeat them is with science because they're using science. And so based off of that approach, we got to stay steep in science. All right. So, you know, I just want to kind of bring that clear. And then I find it very interesting when the, the, the quote unquote uh, Aborigines elbows, right? When these particular people, uh, they use the tactic of, you know, they're not going to tell us our story. They're lying about our story. You know, what they never told you, you hear these narratives running through it. The fact of the matter is science is at the forefront of giving us our accurate history. And so if I had to choose between mythology and science and pseudoscience, I'm gonna go with science to tell my history uh, because it's clear. And so we're winning. When we use science, we're winning. Uh, so, you know, I just wanna kind of start it off with that and, and we just wanna get it real clear. And I'm gonna go back and kind of show what what uh, Con Calloway did and what and what they're doing. Uh, misinforming us, they're using the blackout narrative, the black the blackology narrative, and they used it as a way of entrapping our people with the false narrative and the false information. Uh, so, you know, when we use DNA, when we use anthropology, paleontology, and we use uh, uh, these sciences, these sciences are clear on who and what we are. And it's about time, you know, we need to get the community on board with that. You want to add something with that, Sister Knight? Um, No, Brother Hunk, I think that was a, a good introduction. Um, I think one of the things that attracted me to this subject was um the psychology behind the claims that we are black aboriginals and when i say we i'm specifically talking about african americans the 45 million of us or so who live here in america um and so it interests me because i really wanted to know what would make a people what would make a people disown their homeland. And when I refer to homeland, I'm talking about Africa. So what would make Africans living in America disown their homeland of Africa, despite hundreds of years of slavery in this land, hundreds of years of humiliation, murder, rape? What would make a people, from a psychological perspective, disown the essence of who they are. And so when we look at the first American debate and we talk about who are the aboriginals, what we're really looking at is an issue of identity. And many ways we suffer from identity crisis. So I think it's important that we clarify those of us who are interested in science, proper methodology, um, truth, I think that it's important that we bring clarity to the community because we never want to put ourselves in the position where we're being marginalized and we're being removed from the chronological history because we're ancient people and our people were first. Our people are the original people, but at the same time, we also don't want to marginalize others. So 
I think that it's important that we continue to have this conversation. Oh, yeah, Sean. Uh, I'm right here. I mean, not too much to add to y'all, you know. Uh, you pretty much said it like it was. And I don't I don't like the fact that people want to run away from their history. I mean, it, um, at least we're here to tell our story. I think that uh, many people get that confused and uh, understanding that particular principle is that we're here to tell our story. We have... Um, we have a path that we can walk back toward to to clean up a lot of this misinformation. These people that claim that they're indigenous or from here and all this other native stuff, um, those people, you know, pretty much history is non-existent. So, you know, that's where I'm at. You said what, Sean? What'd you say? I was just saying that's where I'm at with it, man. These people that that. Uh, claim they're native or indigenous, they really don't know their history. I mean, if if they think they've been here this whole time, um, <laughs> they don't know their history. They lost. Oh, uh, they're going to pick up their history in the 1400s. That's literally where all of them start. So prior to the 1400s, what were you doing? You know, so um, it's just sad, man. You want to run away from something so great. I mean, we, we withstood everything that they threw at us. Yeah, I, I mean, I man, shit, man. I, I think that's part of the narrative uh, that don't nobody wanna. First of all, no one, no one likes to lose. Second of all, no one likes to admit when you lost. Uh, and who the hell wants to admit that you actually been kidnapped and uh, led astray? So most people don't want to face that. But that's just part of our story, man. And that's not that's a small part of our story. You know, I just like to really make that known. That's a very, very small part of who we are and what we are, right? But that that part is a very, very important part. And maybe I wouldn't be so ferocious on the subject if they wouldn't deny uh, that part of our history. I mean, that part of our history shows uh, our destined to win. You know what I'm saying? Our destined to go through struggle and to come out on the other side. And to be able to have a precise look at, you know, what was what what it was that we went through, what it is we got to do not to go back on that track. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's serious right there. I mean, hell, if we was looking at uh, 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 this thing we call our history, man, we only in the daggone hell the first quarter. What the hell we are, and who we are for real? So just cause. We go down a couple points, you know what I mean, man. We coming right back, you know what I'm saying. And 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 so don't jump on the wagon, you know what I mean, because we coming back, you know what I mean. Y'all done jumped off of it, and so it is very very unscientific to say that we always was in the Americas. It is the most ridiculous pseudo claim known to man. And I'm gonna show you where that claim came from real fast. Did it before, and you got this book right here. See, let's set the daggone record straight. Malachi, your grand pote, all right, right here. This is where most people got that from when they start saying it was called Utland and all that, and land of frogs. Man, they got that from Malachi, your all right, and with no source, all right. So, there's a few things we can defeat this source with. 
when there's not a source, we can defeat this whole daggone nonsense. <clears throat> so basically, he was talking about right here on page 18. All right. Basically talked about um, how we walked over here. Talks about what was he said, something they men known as new new booms. He made a whole new word. N-U-W-B-U-N. B-U-N-S. There ain't no people called that, right? Then he goes original non-ether. All right. Uh Willie had beans, right? And are not new beans. So we don't know who the new booms is. And he shows you pictures of the all max and all that. That's part of the whole complete foolery, right? But this is where this narrative starts. They say the all max were also referred to as rubber people. Okay, they came here before the continental drift. Right there, they came here before the continental drift by walking here millions of years ago and setting up what is called today Atlantis. All right, so there you go, right there, right there, right there, right, 30 years ago, right, this narrative started with that foolery. So that's one of the claims they make we was always here, right? Well, he says we walked over here. This is easily refuted, all right, by using science. Now, you got to understand geology, got to understand ice ages. This is all part of the study. So if you're going to deal with the people, you got to deal with their lands. You got to deal with the earth. You got to know most people aren't scientifically literate on what the earth is. Okay. Uh, it's just, they just not. Okay. Let's just make that clear. They're not. They don't understand the earth. You'll hear people call out flat earth because they don't understand geodesity. That's the study of the size and shape of the earth. Right, and the earth, the earth is large, it's a very, very large place. So, you know, just the study alone is daunting, right? But but we know we know about continental drifts. Okay, so if this is the funny part about this, y'all, people claim they don't like science, the white man's science, but in their explanation of things, they'll use science. So whenever you use the word continental drift, right, you're talking about an actual theory, your plate tectonic theory. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're talking about. Plain and simple. It's a scientific theory, all right? And, and they give you a date, approximate date, right, of around 250 million years ago when the place started moving apart, right? That's the scientific theory. You, you know what I'm saying? What what historical records do you find the continental drift in? Name your source. They just not going to be able to do it. Right? So you claiming white man this, white man that. That's a white man theory right there. Our ancestors didn't know about the continental drift or plate tectonics. They didn't know about that. Okay? So, you know, there you have it again, using scientific terms and not understanding. So you can't put human beings on Earth at 250 million years. If you go to that strata, that different levels, you do not find human beings on Earth at 250 million years. Anybody want to add something to that? Well, I think that. Oh wait, I'm getting that wrong. Okay. I think that basically um, the 
part of the problem with the entire group who are really the the um the superstars of this conversation until you got into the game anyway um a lot of them they they really have a poor what i've noticed a poor sense of chronology and history and whole and what constitute modern man like in terms of homo sapien sapien we know that there's archaeological evidence that shows stone tools um, that was in the Americas, but there's no evidence that states that, that those tools belong to modern man um, because of how the hominid species evolved. You can't say that they didn't use tools. You know, they may have used tools. Um, so I think that's what's happening is that uh, they're cherry picking and looking at the information, looking at the data, looking at um, the tools, and then they're trying to connect Homo sapiens sapien, which is our species, to previous human species. So I think in this show, it's going to be important that we, A, um, clarify what Homo sapien is, and then B, that we look at the migration patterns outside of Africa look at the DNA, um, look at the evidence to begin to get a better picture about the Aboriginal claim and to determine whether it's fact or fiction. Because the thing about the Aboriginal claim that people don't realize is that it's really a myth. The myth that we are Native American and that we have Cherokee in our blood, this is a myth that's been in our community for hundreds of years. So what you see, you see people trying to use science to justify the myth. But that creates problems because that is poking holes in your methodology. So we got to make sure that everybody's on the right page in terms of looking at the information. Uh, so where do you want to start? Hmm. I'd like to start with Cab, Cab, Con, Con Calloway. <laughs> Well, okay. All right, you threw a few things out there. All right, you talked about um, humans. So let's classify what humans are. There are more than one species of human that resided on planet Earth. That is a scientific fact. They got the bones, okay? Uh, you, you can go to museums. If you don't got the actual bones, they'll give you casts of bones. This is what is going down. You're not going to get around the skulls, the feet, the toes, the hips. You're just not going to get past that. So I'm going to say this again, right? There are more than one human species residing on the planet Earth. All other species of human have went extinct. The only surviving member of the human species is the we call the AMH. It's a nomenclature for anatomic, anatomically modern human. When I say anatomically, I'm talking about your scope, your your, your skeletal structure. You know what I'm saying? Being the exact same way. Like modern humans look just like this. So if you go back to 250, maybe 300,000 years ago, you would have 
brothers and sisters looking just like this. No different. Same brain capacity, uh, same thinking, same cunning and baffledness, same thing, same behaviors, everything, right? Just, just like you can think and you we super sharp now, they was just as sharp back then. There is no scientific evidence that would say that that would show you that those people back then wasn't as smart as these people right now. It's a scientific fact that they absolutely were at the same brain capacity. They just had different things to deal with, different environments, and out of their environments, they developed tools, right, that would help them maneuver and manipulate their environment. So different species of humans, all right? Just want to make that point. Go ahead, Naya, Sean. Sean, do you want to say anything about human speak, the homo sapiens sapiens or AMH? You go ahead. I'm grabbing articles. All right. Okay, I already covered um, speciation, Dr. Maad and I on Sunnetta TV. Go watch that show with me and Dr. Maad. We talked about the speciation process. Um, but what I do want, oh, and also in Unk's book, Chronology of Evolution, we broke down um, the speciation process in the different species. And so it's important in your methodology that you understand two things. You understand the names of the different species as well as the dates, um, because that's gonna help you when you're researching and you're correlating time frame. So for instance, if you read an article and they're specifically talking about uh, 250,000 or 350,000 um, hominid species in in Asia, then when you know the species, you can you know that they're not talking about Homo sapiens sapiens. They'll use the term human, but they're talking about uh, archaic human and likely Homo erectus in Asia around that time. Or what's the other one in um, Asia? Me, well, Homo habilis. Yes, no, Homo habilis, I think, is more in, um, is down south. That's south. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Homo erectus. Homo erectus. So, it's important when, when we're talking, when we're having this conversation about the first Americans, that it's important that we're, that we stay within the confines of research in our methodology, not because we want to practice uh, white man science, just because we want to make sure that our results are accurate. So when we're looking at the out of Africa theory, and I know Amara Squad and Wujawu, we've covered this a number of times, so I won't go over it, but when we're talking about the out of African migration, we're talking about a certain time frame, and we're looking at different groups of populations of people. So you can either look at the Y chromosome for your research, or you can look at the M or the mitochondria for your research, just to see the patterns and the research um, that's surrounded around each population. So you want to say anything else? On, did I miss something? No, no, you're right on it. And and so, you know, we, uh, you know, we also could talk about the, the orthopithecines that inhabited the earth 
you know what I'm saying? And that's another study. But what right. I would like to say is uh, uh, one of the one of the most important authors of the scenes would be Degnesh, uh, named after after an Ethiopian name, uh, wonderful, marvelous. Okay, and she's an orthopedist. You probably know about Lucy. Uh, let me see. I had a book. But why why is she important to this conversation? Uh, well, well, because because <laughs> she 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 preferred to walk upright. So you can't okay. have walking upright without see nature just don't pop up out of nowhere. No, in your whole lifetime, one nobody listened to the show, right? No, no Aboriginal whatever they call themselves has ever seen anything just pop up out of nowhere. No living organism just pop up. Not when you're born, when you watch your children born, they don't just pop up, okay? Uh, trees, the, 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 the plants, when you grow things, you grow tomatoes in the backyard, they don't just pop up, you know what I'm saying? So why in the hell do you think Humans just popped up in Americas and started walking. And so the Orthopithecus at Lucy actually shows there's an intermediary, all right, where her hips was at such where she could walk upright. If you know anything about apes and monkeys, they can walk upright, but they're not uh, habitual. You know what I'm saying? Meaning they're uncomfortable walking upright. They're uncomfortable, but they can do it, all right? So Lucy was the same way, right? But she could walk upright. Homo sapiens sapiens are habitual. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we walk upright. Um, Homo erectus is habitual, walks upright. So it fits in this conversation because you can't say humans just popped up and started walking around. It don't work that way. I hate to say it, it don't work that way. All right? So that's just a checkmate piece for all y'all to think that modern humans popped up. So there are consequences to making the statement that the first people in America always were in America and didn't come from nowhere else. There are consequences to that statement, right? Because as we go down on the fossil record, the deeper we go, right, if we're in North America and we're digging down, right, we find Homo sapiens sapien bones at about 15 to 17,000 years ago. You dig down deeper in the strata, you don't find them yet. I'm not saying that one day they won't find it. I'm saying as of 2018, the only thing they found was a mastodon, right? And some tools that they think, right? Uh, some type of archaic human made, they think. They have not found bones yet proving that 130,000 years, any type of homo was over here. All right, so I just, you know, that's why that's important for this conversation, Sister Naya. But go ahead. All right, that's a great point. I'm glad you explained that. So what I want to do quickly is I want you guys to 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 look at the map that I have on the screen because I'm going to quickly take you through just a quick migration out of Africa because there are a few things that I want you to know. No. What makes a person, the first thing is no. the definition of an African. Oh, Sean, Sean, Sean. Huh? Click on the screen. It's not okay. Sean. 
It's not showing the screen. Yeah, click it on. Click it on. Okay, let me go. Okay, let me go click on the screen. Hmm. Oh, okay, I see what I did wrong. Hmm. Y'all don't see it? Y'all don't see this screen right here? Well, we can see it, but YouTube couldn't see it because you got to click on presenter. But hold on, I'm waiting to see if it catch up on YouTube side. Yeah, I had it on. I thought I had it on presenter. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, there you go. Is it on presenter now? Yep. Okay. Okay. So when we look at this map, um, of the out of Africa migration. I'm using for the purpose of just my research. I usually study the mitochondria DNA. So this is what I'm using. You can also use the Y as well. Um, do you guys hear me still? Yeah, yeah I get it now clear. Your picture okay. went away. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I usually use the mitochondria. So there's two things that I want you to pay attention to which are the different letters that's represented on the map. Um, and I want you to just for the purpose of this presentation, understand that in science, when scientists use African as a destination of a race or population or a group of people, they are specifically talking about the people in this green area, this L1, L3, L2, and, nah. and in. okay, they're not nah, saying nah, 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 nah. you yeah. you're not on YouTube again. You got to click on the uh the presenter, the I'm a rock. It's going back to your talking screen. You got to click off your talking screen and click it on the presenter. Well, why, I wonder why is it doing that? I didn't change it. That's crazy. Stop it. Touch that tab. Okay, that's you right there. Don't touch that one. That's crazy. I'm sorry, guys. My technology skills are off. Okay, is that better? Can y'all see it? Hold on. You know, YouTube is behind, so let me see. Okay, go ahead and keep talking. Okay. So when we when we're talking about who is Africa African and who is not African, we're strictly talking from a scientific perspective. We all know that human life began in Africa, and all humans if you want to say, are fundamentally homo sapien sapien and originated in Africa. So we know that to be true. But for the purpose of the presentation, it's important that we know these haplogroups L1, L3, and L2. Now, we do recognize within there's a lot of diversity. So we're not saying that these are the only haplogroups. These are just the only ones that scientists and geneticists have um, found in Africa. As African people, it's our job to get into the scientific field so we can uncover possibly more haplogroups. But, but for now, we're just going to use L1, L3, and L2. Now, if you can see, LM actually either originated in Africa, in this East Africa zone, or in this Saudi Arabia, modern day Saudi Arabia. So you see when the first American or the first Africans left Africa, they went into this area, Saudi Arabia. From there, they developed mutations which scientists call N and M. 
these mutations are non-African mutations. Everyone outside of Africa belong to N and M. Everyone inside of Africa, L2, L3, or possibly M, but there's not a lot of M in Africa aside from the back migration. So as you can see, M took a Southern route through, you see F, so that's Asia. So M is taking a Southern route through like Iran, like the into India, as you can see, and from India, they go, M goes into, wait, goes into the tip of Australia. But also, some Ns also go out of Africa, and they also migrate into Australia. And then they take another route, they go north. So you see, M goes into the northern part of Asia, goes all the way up into Siberia, and then kind of merges over into that Z, A, B, C, D. And as you can see, A and D goes into the Americas, which is the top part of the Americas. So when we're looking at the populations of Amer in America, we see something very distinct with these populations that we don't see in even these African populations. So we see with the people in America, they have these haplogroups A, D, X, B, A, B, C, B, A, D, X. But in Africa, you see we are L1, like I'm L1, B1, A. So, and then, um, so you see that these haplogroups in America, they are different. So when we're looking at the populations in America, it's very important that we also study these haplogroups because these haplogroups are going to give us a brief, just a brief understanding of the mutations that took place over a period of time. Now, if you know Asia, you know that Asia, parts of Asia are cold, parts are warm because it's what? The bottom part is warm because it's below the equator. So when you see the people below the equator, these Fs, these Ns, these Ms who went into Australia, and then even these Bs who went into the Indian Ocean and then into the Pacific Ocean, and they call them Oceania people, what you notice is that they have what they call Negro features. So when you look at Lucia, who was found here, where you see the B, and then when you look at the other, um, the skeleton, she was found in Central America, which is Mexico, they still had Negro features. But the reason they had the Negro features are not because they were L1, L3, M, or L2. They had the Negro features because they were below the equator. So just take your pen and just take it to the top of Africa and just draw a line and then everything below M, B, A, B, and C, that's below the equator. So everyone below the equator is going to have Negro features. It has nothing to do with them being what we call Black based on our socialization of what we call Negro in America. It has to do with their features. So you see the ones who went up top into Russia, Siberia, Alaska, they were on the Bering Strait in northern parts of Asia for a long time. So they, they develop 
some what they call East Asian features or Mongoloid features, but they remained dark because while they were on the Bering Strait, they ate a lot of fish. So they remained, they kept their dark skin. So a lot of them, when they came into the Americas, where you see them A, B, and C, they were still dark skinned, but they had Mongolian features. So when we're looking at the designation and the populations of people, it's important that we use these populations because it A, helps us understand the migration pattern, then B, it helps us to understand their history. People who are L1, L3, L2, we didn't leave Africa till around, some people want to push it back 1300s, I'll say 1300s, but we technically didn't leave, our migration of people didn't leave to until like what um the 15th 16th century so all these out of african migrations this happened over a period of 50 to 60,000 years and during that period the the environmental changes changed them to the point where a mutation happened and if you guys are aware of the mutations you know that it was a result of a natural selection. So it could have been food, it could have been environment, and it was sexual selection. So when we're looking at who's African and who's not African, it's important for the sake of argument and just so we won't minimize other people's accomplishments that we also look at the diversity of our species, homo sapien, sapien, and not attempt to put everyone within this African designation because what makes us truly African is because we stayed at home and we and we developed our own unique alleles at home. At home we have over 300 tribes and languages and histories. We never left. The group who left, they had to mutate and change because if they didn't mutate and change, they would have died. <laughs> That's why you have the SLC485 gene which was developed somewhere here um, where M is, and they took it up into Europe. Um, the SL4AC, I think, I can't remember the code. It developed here where you see N and M in the middle of Arabia, and they took that gene up to Europe, and they developed this TUVW, IJK gene. And that's where white people really begin to develop. Everyone else developed either Northern Asian, Asia or or Southern Asia. And if you see B, that's technically the Oceania people, which scientists don't take, talk a lot about, but there's a lot of research that should be done there because that's where the Polynesians are, um, Malaysians, um, Papagonians, the, um, the Samoans, like they're all in this B area and they've been there for a long time. So that's just kind of like a brief summary of migrations and when we're categorizing people African versus non-African, we're actually looking at the haplogroups, we're looking at the migration, and we're looking at the mutations because those mutations are a result of nature and natural selection. And so as African people, nature and, na and natural selection is important to us because we want to honor nature and we don't want to take away from people's experience. So that's all I have to say about that. I'm sorry, I went in. <laughs> Uh, Yo said in the chat room, uh, the, the, the prophet, I probably ain't saying that wrong. He said, Moors walked the earth before any race. <laughs> That's what he said? 
Yeah. He said the Moors. Yeah. He's okay. Funny did guy. he have to, did he have anything to say about my presentation? About nah, nah, I'm not gonna do that. No, nah, not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rule in the pseudo community. Never address the claim. Talk around it. <laughs> Paul Unk names. Ignore Sister Naya. Ignore them. Ignore Sean. Let's talk about something else. I mean, I mean, you know what? I, I had to, I just had to be uh, just more humble. Uh, you know, Sister Naya know how hard I go. And she was like, Unk, man, they just, you know, you got to give them a break on some things. And so, you know, I feel like giving breaks at the age of 51. At the age of 50, I ain't feel like no breaks, right? So what I like to tell y'all is, is that uh, I did five years in pseudo camp, all right, amongst the New Wapians. But that got me to where I'm at now because you don't get no more pseudo than the New Wapians. Like, man, literature on point, all that, like books, hundreds of books, all written pseudo, like, man, that's the blueprint. If you wanna be successful and actually promoting real information, use the Malachi York's method. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just wrote books. Shit ain't had to be real, but he wrote books. And so when people start to talk the pseudo thing, I'm like, man, I am well-educated, right, in the way of the pseudo. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man, like, you don't get no, that's the top. If you got levels of pseudoisms, York was at the top of that, you know what I mean, amongst black people. Now, to really want to raise the bar, you go deal with the white people who really have degrees, you know what I mean, and like archaeology and science, and they ride on that fringe to get that pseudo money because there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in pseudo money. I'm going to say this again. I can go over here, right, and I can show you pseudos that wrote good books and pseudo books. Like, let me see, real fast. Let me, uh, man, i give you a good one. Uh, he wrote good books and pseudo books. Let me see. Uh, hold on, let me, real quick. I should have been pulled that out. It just came to my mind. Um, so like, if I come over here and I grab, I grab this. All right. Now, so, so I come in and grab this. Fingerprints of the Gods. Right? By Graham Hancock. All right. Uh, here's one. Here's another one. All right. I'm going to show you how they do it, yo. All right. I'm going to show you. Right here. Message to the Sphinx. Right? by Graham Hancock and Robert Bouvel. Now, who is Robert Bouvel? He wrote the book. That's a good book, right? All right? Hold on, I gotta find a dang on book. Where you at, Sean? I'm right here taking notes. Uh, I actually had, um pulled up the National Geographic uh, article, the uh, the one with the twins on the front of it, that um, a lot of people have not read or decided to purchase, which actually will help them further their studies 
of the April edition 2018, where they talk about a lot of things. They talk about uh, race from a social construct, um, how they talk about migrational patterns uh, of African and non-Africans, um, you know, everything that Naya already presented and that you actually have mentioned. And I believe that that's a, a really good magazine that people should actually have. You can go pick it up at a grocery store. Just look for it. It's a special issue of the National Geographic. And some people, you know, will argue National Geographic is right. That's what some of that stuff that you came in on the intro with. Uh, a lot of people will try to throw that out there and say, well, National Geographics are non-racist and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that don't stop you from being scientific enough to understand the argument or get the information out of it and, and test it. But um, on... um. Talking about this, right, Sean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got. It. I got that right here. And I, uh, I got my African Times book out, your book and an anthropology book. But, um, you know, right there in the middle of the heart of this particular argument is, is a lot of things that y'all already brought out between pages 31 and 35. Good Inside, read. Huh? A damn good read, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And um and it, it goes over a few things. Um, I know I don't want to say, uh, but it's a dagger in that is gonna come out probably in Big Brother Nahisi book um that he's been working on. So I don't want to say too much about that, but people need to get that article and read it and, and, and try to understand it and then ask questions, especially those who are claiming that they always been here. This this gives you a direct path. Mm. So okay. Now, that's a great goddamn on magazine to read there, right? But you not only read the magazine, what you do is you get the sources out of the Natural Geographic because they are writing it off of scientific papers. And they give you right. the names of these professors. And you take that and you figure out what university to go to. You do all of that. And so I talked about this Hancock, Robert Burrell, right? Hancock and Robert Burrell. They make pseudo claims in this book right here. But then he comes right back. I'm going to show you how to do it. He come right back and he write this. Black Genesis. Right? The prehistoric origin of ancient Egypt. And then he come with some real scientific information on Nubia and the, and the Potter player. And, and he, give you, he give you the scientific dates. He don't try to stretch it. He don't do all that. He getting that money. See? So he come, he come with this. All right? Right, he hang out with this pseudo, Han, 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 Graham Hancock. Right, they mix it up right here together. I'm showing you how they do it. Then he come right back with another PhD and write this one. This is how they get their money. All right, I'm gonna say it again. Pseudo book. Right, pseudo book. All right, Graham Hancock. They come together, Burrell and Graham Hancock. Then he go right this. Nah, click off the uh, Amara screen. So the show on uh, Unk screen. Hey, now you. Did you take it off? Where you at, now you? There you go, off you on. All right. 
So, show it again. Hinkle Black Genesis. Look at the author's name, Robert Bovell. This is a good piece right here. Talks about Napata Player, right? Uh, talks about the star clock. He gives uh, actual scientific data that supports his information here. He don't try to go million year this and million year that. You know, he keep it in the framework of some common sense. But he jumps out there with this. He wrote this first. The message of the Sphinx. All right. From the bestseller, Fingerprints of the Gods, and the Orion Mystery. That's the two pseudo damn books by Graham Hancock and Robert Bovell. Look how they doing, y'all. That's how they play y'all head. Come right here. Fingerprints of the Gods. Evidence of Earth Lost Civilization. Talking crazy in this book. All that. So you really be having PhDs that want to get that pseudo money. It's a lot of money in pseudoisms. Millions of dollars. And y'all go right to Barnes and Nobles. And I've been saying it all the time. I don't know why y'all just take me up on it. And everything that these pseudos talk about, go to Barnes and Nobles, go to the New Age section, and all them books they got, you'll see it. It'll take you, take, go to Barnes and Nobles and see if I'm making it up or not. What's going on, Brother Kofi? I'm a raw squad up. Mossy Clan Warrior. Face, 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 face. So that's, that's how they doing this. Okay? So the same thing with this whole Aborigine Native American thing. And I wouldn't even be that stressed if they wasn't denying the transcontinental kidnapping trade. That's where I drew the line. I said, I got to get in this. Right? And, and I can't take no mercy on nobody on this one. Not the elders, not nobody. What's going on, bro? Oh, man. How much money in that piggy bank, boy? A bunch of money. A bunch of money. All right, we're going to get you another one. I'm live, Where I put all the glass at? Brother Onyx. Oh, man. Put some shoes on, first of all. Get your broom. Sweep it up. Then vacuum. Sweep up the big piece and vacuum. So, uh, you know, hey, I, I, I just, I, I cannot allow the elders to tie my hands on this. I can't. Right? And, you know, whew, I'll be as respectful as possible, but, you know, and I know one day I'm going to be old and don't let me tie your hands. So I think I got enough people around me, you know, like Brother Kofi, Brother Sean, Sister Naya, you know what I mean? It's not going to let me be old. Get my ass out the game. If I start throwing around crazy, out of date information, get me out the game. All right? Get them out the game. I won't be mad. All right, get me out the game. So there's a lot of elders. As a matter of fact, I, it's, I'm hard pressed to find out elders that actually agrees with Dr. Ben on the conversation of uh, biological evolution. Now I, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, 99% of the elders do not agree with it. So you can't go to them. And it's not that they don't agree with it; it's that they don't have the time to actually study up on that. Dr. Ben and Diops uh, are the only ones that I know of. And John Jackson, Dr. Ben, and those big data brothers that actually gave us that, right? Everybody else never really understood that. So, you know, to my understanding, I'm a raw squad, Masi, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Mani Shashu, Meta Nature, 
Uh, we the only groups is really thumping that for real. And some groups I'm just not gonna mention. I just refuse to behave out of order. I'm not gonna be. I'm not. But you know, I'm just telling y'all, man. You can't go to the elders for this one here, cause they're gonna give you some pseudo shit on the Native American thing. All right, they not they not gonna give you that real deal. I mean, so I just want to let you know if your claim can get can get refuted in the, in the market, the local stores, you know you're already in trouble, right? You know you're already in trouble. So now, you, uh, I have a question for you oh, on you the conversation with the <laughs> 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 I just want to make sure that the audience are clear when you are making these comments about the elders and what it is that we're talking about, because it's very, you know, at this point, kind of, um, kind of, it's not clear. So when you say that we can't go to the elders on this issue, you're saying on the issue of science and the new information and how DNA has kind of colored the story a little more and showed us how other people um, left Africa and founded specific um, populations in Asia and Oceania and Europe. So is that what you're saying? Or are you just saying that they, um, they're they stuck on the, we are we were the first people and black people were all over the continent? Yeah, like, could you be more clear? Yeah, I'm saying all of that. Because I think we had a real good conversation. What we realized, I'm gonna let y'all know right now, the running narrative in the, in the African-American community that everybody swear you down that they Native American and they got Native American in their family. You'd be hard pressed to find one, one family that don't say that. Now, this is not to disrespect, right? The Africans that were kidnapped over here and mixed in with the Native American population you have every right to claim your ancestry, right? And that's an easy one. Go get a damn DNA test. It's an easy one, right? Very easy to handle that. So I'm not, that's not in disrespect because there are African-Americans that actually have a family member or two that's in their DNA. Then we talked about the low percentages based off of, you know, blase, blase, and how many two grandparents and all that. You got uh, two grandparents on each side you know what I'm saying? And, and, and the whole nine yards, but there are African-Americans that do have certain Native American markers. We're not talking about you, you know what I'm saying? Bless up. We're talking about the fools that swear they was always here. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and we're talking about the quote unquote elders that follow the narratives that all our family uh, has followed that. Yeah, we Native Americans and blase, blase. But modern science has clearly showed that no, that's not the truth. Right. And oh, so this is this is what I like about science. You was gonna say something? Oh, go ahead, go ahead with your build. I just were gonna talk about how you was uh I come back to it, I build on how we uh was uh with the Native American for four hundred years, where all these stories come from us as Native Americans. It go back us being uh mixed mixed in with them for four hundred years, but I'll come back to that. Go ahead, I ain't mean to cut your bill. All right, good. I'll come right to you on that one. That, that's a good point to build on that. We're gonna we're gonna hold that right there. So, all right, basically, you know what I'm saying? The elders are stuck with that, right? Just be mad at me. I love I love the elders, right? 
What I'm saying is that you're not going to tie my hands, right? If you swear that Unk is wrong and, and you swear that the Amaral squad is wrong, right, then step the hell up. Step up. Step up to the plate and prove your premise. I think the conversation is a beautiful conversation. And I don't have a problem with beating the brakes off of that one. I don't have a problem with that. And if I'm found to be wrong, I will issue official apology that y'all right. But you're not going to give me with the lookership. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to give me with the hollership. You're not going to give me with the eldership where you just make me I can't say nothing. I'm never going to disrespect the elders. But I'm never going to allow the next generation, right, to be uh, 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 stifled, their growth stifled. There is more information out there now, right? So I'm letting y'all know the majority of the elders do not understand biological evolution. They don't. And this is a biological evolution question when you're talking about peoples in America. It's going down. But go ahead, Brother Kofi. Get right into that point. Uh, we talk about how everybody claimed they was Native Americans. Where are all the source of these stories? Where are they coming from? Uh, well, a lot of the sources come from, if you go back and you look at um, here, you know, you had the Portuguese that were here. You had the French that were here. Uh, you had Spain that was here. Um, so if you go back to, um, I can't think of the Portuguese brother name. He was an explorer that explored with, uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Columbus or Christopher Cologne. And he went into uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, then he went into what we call Florida. He went into Florida in 1513. He came back in 1521 with a bunch of, uh, our ancestors and colonized that area when you had a group of, uh, Native American tribes. That was already there uh in the region so you had in 1521 these portuguese that brought in a hundred uh africans into this area we mixed at that point of time in the uh in the 1600s with the native americans and um actually we didn't alliance ourselves with the native americans at that time because the portuguese didn't want us to alliance ourselves with them and then if you go back and you look at we revolted uh with the native americans later on due to uh some of the hold on one second son son stop the beat uh, excuse me y'all so um but from the 1500s and then when you get to the 1600s they tried to come over the 1500s when this portuguese explorer came in and he tried to um colonize the whole floor that what 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 we call the florida area now he tried to build different settlements at this point of time, but you had the Native Americans that were coming in. Then you had a lot of our ancestors ran off of the plantation to help these group of uh, Native Americans. I think they was called the Kakapupu um, tribe. And then you had uh, the British that was fighting over the land. You had Florida and Georgia. Georgia was owned by Britain and Britain was fighting over Florida at this particular time. So, but anyway, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but if you go to the 1600s and then you had another Portuguese individual that came in and he actually, uh, during the 1600s, he brought in more slaves. Um, we intertwined with those slaves and then you had the Portuguese and British still trying to fight uh, in the early 1700s and then Port the uh, Spain uh, came up with San Augusta, what we call St. Augusta, Florida, made it a safe haven for Africans who escaped South Carolina and Georgia, that uh, swampland area. We went into uh, we went into Florida. We escaped Georgia. 
in uh, South Carolina and went into Florida. So we had already been with them in the 15th, the 16th century, and then the 17th century, uh, every Native American that came into the St. Augusta or came into Fort Moss, they called themselves, they called the uh, Spain, uh, um, called those individuals Seminoles. The British called those people Seminoles, no matter if you was an African that came into St. Uh, Augusta, if you was a Native American who came into Florida that was a safe haven at that particular time, uh, you was called a Seminole. We know, and during that period of time, you they came up with these five civilized tribes, the Cherokee, the Choctaw, the Chickasaw, uh, the Seminole, and the Creek, which were, were the wickedest. They started giving gifts, giving uh, Native Americans, Africans, as slaves, so the Native Americans started owning us. We started inhabiting more with the Native Americans. So when you get to the 17th century, you start seeing us adapting a lot of the Native American cultures. We started adapting not only the Native American, but we started adapting the Spain culture as well. We started adapting uh, the British culture as well, because when British and Spain was fighting and South, uh, were not fighting, were fighting um, for the land and St. Uh, Augusta, uh, St. Moss, what we call Florida, when the British came in at that particular time, we started adapting some of uh, their ways as well. So we adopted a lot of the Native American, but we have been with the Native American for over 400 some years. You get to the Seminole War. The Seminole War, Seminole War One. we was already owned by the four civilized tribes who already adapted uh, Christianity, who have already adapted some of uh, their bylaws uh, and constitution as a lot of the Europeans, specifically Spain, uh, in, in, in Great Britain, uh, they actually owned slaves. Um, it wasn't in a particular fashion as the European owned slaves. We only just had to pay tribunal, but we adopted a lot of the Native American culture in the 15th to 16th, specifically in the 17th century. And then you get to the Seminole War. We fought with the Native American against uh, the European, where well, we fought against America trying to take um, Spain, trying to take Florida away from Spain. The second Seminole War, it actually was not a Native American war, even though the Native American fought with us, but it was an African war because uh, America wanted our ancestors back enslaved amongst them, even though we were slaved by the Native uh, Native American. Mm -hmm. So from the 15th to 16th, I can keep going, but I don't want to be long-winded, but from the 15th century, from the first Portuguese explorer coming and, and colonizing uh, Florida or San Saint Augusta in 1521, this is when we first encountered the Native American, and we lived with the Native American from 1521 all the way up until the 19th century. So we've been amongst the Native American for 400 some years. And even when you go back to the Cherokee, a lot of us will say that we have uh, we come outside of the family is Cherokee. Side of your family is Cherokee because you might have been enslaved by what we call the five civilized Native Americans: the Cherokee, the Choctaw, the Chickasaw. Um, the Creek and the Seminole, uh, uh, the Seminole tribe. But even when you get to that, a lot of the Native Americans, they didn't even consider us to be Native Americans, even though we 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 uh, attach ourselves to our, their cultures and we say we are Native American, we have Native American uh, in our uh, our family. We would even we wasn't even considered a Native American. The only way I would be considered a Native American if uh, or an uh, Indian from a Cherokee or whatever tribe that. Uh, you, uh, these Indian tribes, I will have to marry a Native American woman, a Cherokee or a Chickasaw, a Chickasaw or a Choctaw or a Creek 
or a Seminole or Tamaku or Kakapu or all these other different poo-poo, excuse me, Native American uh, <laughs> tribes. In order for me to be considered a citizen or a member of this tribe, I had to give birth. I wouldn't be a member, but my child would be a member of the Cherokee or the Chickasaw or the Choctaw only because I gave birth. Uh, we, I, uh, the birth came through the womb of a Native American, so my child will be considered a Choctaw, but I wouldn't be considered a Choctaw. But I ain't gonna go. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna be long-winded, but I just wanted to break down that a lot of those stories and a lot of the uh, 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 the Native American cultures and how we uh, encountered a lot of these individuals because of from the 15th 15th century all the way up into the to the 19th century, us being amongst the Native Americans. But it's it's more to what I'm talking about. But that's that's briefly a little summary. Uh, well, well, you got a whole presentation on the Masi, man. Make sure y'all go over there and look at that presentation, man. That's a that's some good work right there, uh, on that uh, piece right there. Um, right, because it's important because people have to understand facts. again where the myth comes in in terms of our Native American Cherokee ancestry. That's a long time to be amongst the culture, you said between 1521 and 1900. And so we were amongst these Native Americans. We were, some of us, enslaved by these Native Americans. And so it makes sense that we adopted the psychology and we have folklore and narratives that tell us that we're Native American. But within the context of science and history and our culture is important for the African mind that we bring substance and context to the conversation and not just withdraw from being African just because we spent this time with Native Americans. So thank you for that, Brother Kufu. That was an excellent brief history of um was. of our time in America. So go ahead, Unc. I'm sorry for so let me go to the chat room that y'all know I ain't running, I ain't hiding. Let me read this. Um uh Leap the guy. Okay, he says at I'm Raw Squad Media. Unc back in the did you nah nah you want to say back in the day. Did you show the link between the all Mac burial rituals and the Jaguar picture graph, or do you retract that info? I absolutely retract the info, and I did show that. I showed the burial customs that, like, like uh, you'll see in, in 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 Mesoamerica, you see what you perceive to be like the open of the mouth ceremony, right? And then you go to Kemet and see the same thing where they hold this uh, uh, wand in their hand and putting it to the person's mouth. You see those same things, right? But here's something real, real for you, right? That's the only thing I got. You can't stand on one thing. We don't do the one thing scholarship around here. So I had to grow up and I had I had to just, you know what I'm saying? I had to just, that's not enough. That is not enough right there. One item is not enough, man. So yes, I did say it. And that's what I'm saying. We grow, we grow around here. What I said 15 years ago might not fly today. And that's the same as science. So 15 years ago, they ain't have the human genome was mapped when? About 15 years ago, right? No, uh, 2003. 
uh, either June 14th or, Ju or July 14th, 2003, the human genome was mapped out. So, you know, things you thought was such certain ways ain't. Uh, when you come to this book right here, first of all, this book right here, African Presence in Early Early America by Ivan Van Sertima. This is the one most y'all need. Y'all need to read that. Y'all don't read that. Y'all don't read this. Y'all read They Came Before Columbus. All right. He showed a lot of things in here. All right. But even with this, even with this, it's still based off the good old fashioned eyeball test. You know what I'm saying? So you deal with this skin, nature, uh, uh, the natural history, skin of natural history by Nina Jabrowski. You know what I'm saying? She, she give you the evolutionary understanding of skin. Right? Yeah. If you, if you don't understand, What's going on, Brother Nahisi? What's going on? I was just saying that's an excellent one right there. Yeah, so if you don't understand skin, then you're going to always get beat up by this. You ain't going to get it. You're going to think that. This is the eyeball test right here. All right? This is more scientific to it. You want you want, you want, want to add something to that, uh, Brother Nahisi, about the skin? When it comes, yeah, I, I'll add that. We have to look when uh when the Native Americans crossed that Bering Strait where people would say that uh they were in the They remained it, they kept their dark skin because of it has something to do with their diet, but they also kept dark skin because we're dealing with UVA rays. UVA rays are known to penetrate the skin all the way down to the hypodermis. You have your epidermis, your dermis, and your hypodermis, your three layers of skin, which you also have like five different layers on top on the bottom of the epidermis. But the UVA rays can penetrate all the way down to the hypodermis. They needed protection from the sun. So they got dark skin from that. And what it is, is a thing called a reflector meter. UVA rays reflect back off the sun and back off of the, off of the ocean waters, the uh, seas that they were on. And that is brought up in Nina Jabraski's book. I think that's on page 75 there, where she explains that. That's why they held on to their dark skin and also eating high foods and containing, uh, you know, with salmon and stuff like that. So that's how they kept their dark skin. Don't get it confused with Iceland, because some people say, well, how did they stay white? Alaska takes in more daylight than other places do. So they are, they are constantly being hit with UVA rays. And also, it sits at a higher altitude. So that's why. So they are getting hit with UVA ray, and that's how they maintain the dark skin. Hmm. Yeah, you can also read the... Uh Article on Insuet people and how they kept their color. I think that's important too. Yeah. You know, based off the diets. So yeah, I see you in there, uh, Aboriginal TV. Yo, you crazy. Yo got a yo <laughs> your picture is a daggone red skin logo. <laughs> God damn what I try to tell you, man. Come on, man. Um, all right, so Basically, you got to understand evolution in this argument, because if you don't, you know what I'm saying, you're going to get beat up, okay? It says, okay, uh, right here says, are we really using climate for melanin? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Nahisa, you right there. You said page 75 is really page 76. You right there, though. Oh, okay, you okay. Page you on it. You on it. And it's color. The chapter six is talking about color, right? So uh, this is what I want to do. 
gonna do this for you. Yeah, we talking about climate and skin color. You're damn right. Let me read this on page 79. She goes on to say, what my colleagues and I have learned in our own research on evolution of skin color is that melanin levels in the skin represent a compromise, which has been struck by evolution through natural selection. It says, this conclusion in itself is not new. What is new is the establishment of casual relationships between levels of pigmentation and human reproductive success. Reproduction success, survival to reproductive age, successful reproduction, and the survival of offspring is the basis of natural selection. And the final arbiter of evolution. In the past, most explanations for the evolution of dark skin focused on the protection it afforded from UVR effects that were detrimental to health, but that did not necessarily affect reproduction. For example, sunburn, sun-related skin um, degeneration, and skin cancer. But these effects cannot be evoked as the primary drivers in the evolution of dark skin because they have little impact on the individual's reproduction ability because reproduction success is what evolution is all about. Adaptive explanations for a given trait must demonstrate some reproductive benefit. There you go. There you have it. Page uh, 79 to 78. Hit the daggone book and go ahead and refute uh, the white lady's work. Dina Dabrowski, go ahead and go ahead and defeat that. What you can't do is you can't crack jokes, you can't holler cop of color, you can't do all that. You can't do it. You gotta, you gotta refute this. See, this is a very, very serious topic, and it speaks to what Sister Nia was talking about. It speaks to what Brother Kofi is talking about. It speaks to absolutely what Sean is talking about. It just speaks to everything we're saying here. Y'all don't have no information to refute it. Y'all just don't. And it's a shame. I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the chat room, I'm looking at the response on certain videos, and I'm gonna read it later on, and it just don't make no daggone sense. You know what I'm saying like all I'm saying is don't leave us out there. If y'all got something for real that the white man didn't teach us, y'all really got that man. Where that homework at? I'm willing to change my position. I ain't stuck in no position. Yeah, and also I just want to just go back to the science um, behind it so people can see what Nahisi um was saying regarding um the, the the pigmentation and how they kept their pigmentation and so one of the things that people have to understand and i'm gonna bring my map up there again so y'all can see it because i love maps is when m went into saudi arabia this is where the l the slc 485 developed it developed in Saudi Arabia. They took that into Europe, not into Asia, into Europe. So Europeans went over to the left. You see the IJK 
T-U-V-W-H-O-X. They took that gene mutation they developed right here in the middle to Europe, not to Asia. This, when they, the group that went to the, what is that? Went towards Asia, they developed another, they developed other mutations like hair and the thick hair and the, the mongoloid, but that the mutation for white skin developed over here in Europe. So everybody in Asia, Z, A, C, D, G, Y, they don't have that LC485 gene. They don't have that. Only these guys over here in Europe. So they had a rich diet in fish and environmental, even if they were in the cold, like Nahisi was saying, they get a lot of sunlight. So it really didn't matter. So you guys got to understand the haplogroups and the science, because then that makes your story much more scientific. Because now you see that N goes all the way up into Europe, and that's where they carry that mutation where they develop the white skin, not in Asia, not in the Americas. So that's why Native Americans and Aboriginals have dark skin. The Aboriginals have dark skin because they were below the equator. And the, eight, the, um, the Natives have the dark skin because they never mutated. They never took that gene into um, this part of Asia. So I just wanted to give you guys a visual on that, just in case. What? We can introduce you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, email is I'm a raw squad dot. Uh, hold on, let me say this. I'm a raw squad nine at gmail.com. Send me what you got. Go ahead, bro. Now, I was reading Joseph Grigg's comment. He said, uh, he could introduce us to descendants of chiefs. I don't think that he still understands what, what uh, everybody's been talking about if he's still saying that because what, what we're presenting is information that actually will put you into perspective um and your chiefs people who are descendants of chiefs i mean we could be descendants of chiefs what does that mean you know it don't mean um it still does kofi just exactly he just said it. <laughs> i mean i mean you know what it's just at a certain point I mean, the rest of the panel might not say it, but I'm going to call you dumb. Because you dumb, if I'm sitting here saying you got to refute the DNA evidence, you got to refute the paleontology, you got to refute the anthropology, right? And if you just keep saying the same thing, you're not comprehending. At a certain point, I'm thinking you just dumb, meaning that you don't even need to be in the conversation because your comprehension skills ain't there. Like, I understand when you say that we have people that descended from chiefs. You're simply saying that somebody, you know what I'm saying, messed with somebody that was the damn chief. That's all you're saying. That ain't proving your indigenousness. That's not proving that. It's proving that somebody from African descent made it with somebody's with a chief or a chief brother or chief cousin. That's all that means. So I'm clear in understanding what you are saying now what you're not understanding is when i say it took over a hundred thousand years to walk to americas based off of the fossil record right that you're going through different environments y'all act like a nigga just got up and start running ran over here and got here really 
you act like you had some kind of melon power that kind of knocked down the trees and the bushes and, 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 and paved the roads in front of you. Come on, man. That's not real, real life, real world. You really think somebody a hundred thousand years ago jumped in a damn boat and went across the mighty Atlantic? You really think that? Yeah, I know you do. But y'all the ones that ain't never been on a real ship before. A raft, a float device is different from a ship going across the mighty damn Atlantic. It's a whole different ball of wax. All right. So, so man, I, I'm clear in understanding what you're saying is the problem is the comprehension skills ain't listening to what I'm saying. Um, somebody in the chat room said that I was wrong. Um, the white gene evolved in Russia. The what? Someone in the chat room, Amari Khan, said that I was wrong, that the SLC gene developed in Russia. So I just want to challenge Amara, uh, what's his name? Amaru Khan, to bring evidence that the SLC gene developed in Russia. It did not develop in Russia. It developed in the Middle East area, and they took it into Europe. And not Russian. You look at indigenous Russian people, they are dark skinned and they look like Asians. Those yeah. would be people who crossed the Bering Strait and went into the Alaska. Yes, so sir. the problem is that you're trying to make up an alternative history and you don't know all the facts. You mm -hmm. got to get the facts so you can have be better informed to create the proper narrative. Anybody who's ever been in Russia know that indigenous Russian people look like Asians, dark-skinned, brown-skinned people. If you look at the ancient people of Alaska, they all look the same as the ones in, um, in that area um, in Siberia. They don't look like white men. The white men are a recent, that the, the people you see in Russia today, those are, that's a recent migration into Russia from Europe. So I just wanted to just clarify, brother um, can email me anayaamara.com or anayaamara at gmail.com and show me where the SLC gene originated in some goddamn Russia. Well, first of all, you got more than one gene responsible for skin color. You have some genes that was uh, uh, um, some pale skin genes that occurred outside of Africa, but the oldest such gene dealing with pale skin, it starts in Africa first. I challenge anybody, you know what I'm saying, to get past that. Yeah, the gene that starts in Africa is the HERP gene and the ORC gene. Those genes aren't white genes in Africa, though. They make your skin dark. In Europe, SLC makes your skin white. So... Phone went out. Where you at, Nahisi? I'm right here, huh? Yeah, what's the gene in Africa, yo, with pale skin? Which one? It's not a pale skin gene. It's the HERP gene. It's HRC gene, and it's the ORT2 gene. There's no pale skin gene in Africa. I bet you a, it, I bet you a penny. I bet you $100 is not. Nope, I'm going to bet you a penny because I don't want to take your money. It's the herp gene. That's what it's called. H e r 
seat gene. It's not a pale skin gene. The pale skin uh -huh. gene skin is the SLC gene. So this is how we're going to do this. Go ahead and you see am I right or wrong? I could be wrong. What dealing with what the light the light gene? I know what she's talking about is the ERC gene, the HERC, and the OCA1. That's in Africa. Right. Those are white genes, though. Those are just those genes make us dark. In the absence of those genes, you 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 don't have you get light skin. Hold on, a a Nahisi. Do they have a light skin color gene in Africa? Yes or no? No. I asked you. I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> the gene in H E R C two gene, huh? Let's just look it up. Hey, listen, come on, yo. We what, what shows we on? I put up the article. Come on with that, and you lost it. it, huh? Where that article at? Hold on. You threw me off my square now. Well, the SLC gene mutated. It mutated from the HRC2 gene. So without the HERC2 gene, you couldn't have the SLC gene. So the that. original gene is in Africa, the, the HERC gene. But outside of Africa, it's the SLC gene. But the SLC gene is not in Africa, other than if it's there, it's a result of a back migration. But it, it means. Yeah, it, it mutated. Oh, it started in Saudi Arabia in the middle. That's where it mutated at. So when the first American, when the Africans left Africa, they encountered a different environment, food, such and such, and they had that mutation and they carried it into Europe. And then the climate, because of the diet and the lack of sun, they developed the SLC gene. But you don't see the SLC gene. In Africa, it's the HERC gene, H E R C 2 gene. And the R2 gene. So you don't have that. You need to keep talking so I can find this for you. Okay. Okay. Any questions in the chat room while I'm find his, find his daggers to throw at me? So, so uh, white skin, any questions? Well, well, one, one mistake is that people make is that uh, alb alb albinism, right, is really a disease and it's not the pale skin gene. It's close, but it's not. Yeah, it's one, it's like one, it's like one position away from the SLC gene. So the pale skin, so we do have the pale skin, but um, the albino gene, that's the what, ORC gene. But it's not the SLC gene, which is way different. One, 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 um, something away from um, albino, albinoism. I can't even say it. I'm getting tired. <laughs> All right. So here's the article right here. Hold on, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you say, hold on. All right, good. Um, good. Forty-two. Here you go again. Forty-two says that the SLC genes produce. Uh, hold on. Well, let me go back. He said producing. Then he said he says uh, it comes before something. I'm trying to find it. Oh, he says the SLC predate humans. Hold on. What do you say? Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who did you try? That's the man. What do he say? What do he say? Hey man, he been on that Mindy stuff. I don't know about him lately. No. What do he say? He said the SLC predates humans. 
Yeah, he's right. Yeah, yeah he's, he's correct with that. He right. He right. He right, Sean. Think about that. Yeah, no, no, no. I get, I get what he's saying. But the way he said it, the SLC genes produce albinism in animals. He's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and which animals? And which animals? And mammals? You mean tiger fish and zebrafish, right? Forty-two tribes zebrafish, right? I think he said zebrafish earlier. He said tiger fish. I ain't know about the tiger. Fish. I about the zebrafish. I ain't know about the tiger fish. Let me write about that. Yeah. And we laughed because we felt like laughing. Shit. Hell wrong with y'all in that that chat room. Hell. All right. So right here, uh, new gene variants reveal the evolution of human skin color. Remember, I, remember, I broke that out before. Now you ignored me. All right. All right. Let me do Go it. Go ahead. I'm listening. It says most. Uh, and, and if I start stumbling and stammering, don't worry about it, y'all, because that's what I do sometimes. Okay. Most people associate Africans with dark, dark skin, but different groups of people in Africa have almost every skin color on the planet, from the deepest black in the Dignesh of, of South Sudan uh, to bridge and sand of South Africa. They say now researchers have discovered a handful of new gene variants responsible for the palette of tones. The study published in online Weekend Science traces the evolution of these genes and how they traveled around the world. While dark skin of some Pacific Islanders can be traced to Africa, gene variants from Eurasia also seem to have made their way back to Africa. That's what you talked about, uh, Naya. They say, mm -hmm. and surprisingly, some of the mutations responsible for lighter skin in, in, in Europeans turn out to have an ancient African origin. That's what I'm talking about. Let me keep going. This is really a landmark study of skin color diversity, says geneticist Greg Barsh. Look him up. G-R-E-G-R-E-G-B-A-R-C, -E -E I mean, S-H, of the mm, Hudson Alpha Institute for Biotechnology in Huntsville, Alabama. Researchers agree that our early um, orthopithecine ancestors in Africa probably had light skin beneath their hairy pelts. What they're saying is that, 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 that dark hair actually brought out the UVA rays. So it would be no need for those orthopithecines that have dark skin. It's not till we lost our hair, right, that we, that we start to develop uh, dark pigmentation. And keep going. If you shave a chimpanzee, his skin is light, says evolutionary geneticist uh, Sarah uh, Tiskoff of the University of Pennsylvania, the lead authority of the new study. They say, if you have body hair, you don't need dark skin, okay, to protect you from the ultraviolet radiation. Until recently, researchers assumed that after human ancestors shed most of their body hair, Somewhere between two million years ago, they quickly evolved dark skin for protection from skin cancer and other harmful effects of UVA radiation. They say then when humans migrated out of Africa and headed to far north, they evolved lighter skin as an adaptation, right, to limited sunscreen. This is what uh, Diops talked about. He was on that. Pale skin synthesized more vitamin D when light, when light is scarce. That's a different article. Let me go. 
Previous research on skin color genes fit that picture. For example, uh, depigmentation gene called SLC2485 linked to pale skin swept through European population in the past 6,000 years. Okay, but Tenzoff team found that the story of skin color evolution isn't so black and white. Her team, including African researchers, so so they got African researchers, right? Not just white people, used a light meter to measure skin reflection, right? And 2,092 people in Ethiopia, Tanzania, Bonswa. It say they found the darkest skin in the now Saharan pastoralist population in East Africa, such as the, the, the Mercy and Sumer, the, the Shuma, and the lighter skin in the sand of Southern Africa, as well as many shades in between, as in the Agua people of Ethiopia. They say at the same time, they also collected blood samples from genetic studies. They sequenced more than 4 million single nucleotide polymers, that's SNPs, SNPs, uh, places where a single letter of the gene code varies across the genome of 1,570 of these Africans. They say they found four key areas in the genome, right, where specific SNPs correlate with skin color. Now, the first surprise was that SLC2485, which swept Europe, is also common in East Africa, found in as many as half the members, some Ethiopian groups. This variant arose 30,000 years ago and was probably brought to East Africa by people migrating from the Middle East. That's what you talked about, right? Tenoff says, but though many East Africans have these genes, they did not have uh, white skin. It's a probably because it is just one, one of several genes that shape their skin color. All right. Now, this is the gene you've talked about. Let's see. It says the team also found variants of two neighboring genes. That's the hard gene, right? The HERC2 and the OCA2, which are associated with light skin, eyes, and hair in European, but arose in Africa. That's what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about the OCA2 and the HERC2. It is associated with light skin and light eyes. You hear what I'm saying, Naya? Right. Let me finish, though. The team proposed that the variants arose in Africa as early as one million years ago mm -hmm, and spread later to Europeans and Asians. Many of, many of the gene variants that cause light skin in Europe have origins in Africa. Yeah, all right, what? Give my penny. Right. Give my penny, though. Right. Give my penny. Give my penny. Right. That didn't, that didn't agree with you. It agreed with me. <laughs> what? So, What'd you say? <laughs> I said that's exactly what I said. Uh, no, you didn't. I did say. I said the heart. So the gene that is so that the gene that that is associated with skin color is the heart gene, H-E-R-C-2. And then the OCA2, those genes are um, 
are found in Africans. Now the SLC four eight five. Listen, I just let you. I just let you read the whole thing. You gotta let me read it. You gotta let me talk. I can't. I can't get through it if you don't let me talk. I'm just explaining exactly what I said. I said the heart. Are you gonna let me talk? Called the heart. You called it. You said it ain't. It ain't like though. You said that. I just I mean, the heart gene. No, but we're not talking about light gene. The white gene is SLC two four a five. That's a white gene. That's not a light gene. That's I'm the not, white I'm gene. Light. I'm talking about light skin. That's what I was talking about. Maybe we talking about two separate things. We can move forward. We can get off that then. We were talking about okay. two separate things. Okay. All right. I want my penny though. Okay. All right. So all right. The hell we didn't got way off the goddamn course. Where the hell no, it makes sense because you got to know the because it, it it's important because it it's a lot of information like you know when you look at the migration patterns what Nahisi was saying about why the people were still dark skinned over there in off the Bear and Strait and in the Americas is because they were carrying genes from Africa that had not yet that um from those genes over there in Europe. So that, I mean, it makes sense. You just got to kind of put all the pieces together. So, you know, right. plus we gave you some education on the HERP gene and the OC2 um, gene. Those are important genes to know, as well as, as, as well as the SLC24A5, which is in the SLC um, gene is in Africa, but not the 2485 part of it. So I just want to clarify that. The what? What'd you say? Yeah, I, I said that. You didn't hear me? <laughs> I, I listened to you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Ignore hold me. On. Hold on. Hold on. What's this? Hold on. The most dramatic discovery concerned a gene known as the MFSD12. Two mutations that decrease expression of this gene was found in high frequency in people with the darkest skin. These variants arose a half a million years ago. Mm. That's, that's deep. So you it got is. to help express the damn genes. And that's so what we got the light. So uh, listen, we got the light skin gene and we got the white skin gene. <laughs> Are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not pale skin though. You're right. It's not pale skin. If I said I was pale skin, I was in error. I was saying light skin, but I could have. Okay. Yeah, so I must have just, if you said light skin, that's right, but not pale skin, white people. That's what I was talking about. No, 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 no. That was, so you do have two types, two, three types, two, three types of albinos, too. I want y'all to right. know that. Different gene expression and albinism, albinism is a gene. Now, in the chat room, the brother say, pull up the email. All right, man. We're going to pull up your groundbreaking information here, man. But wait a minute, uh, when you, while you're pulling that up, I just want to say a lot of times the people who claim to be Aboriginal, um, um, the first Americans, they claim to be the first Americans because of their skin color. So they're looking at their skin color and they're saying that they're non-pale people, they're non-white people, and then they're even calling the Native Americans um, pale people. So they're saying that the uh, first Americans were black because of their skin color alone. They're not considering the fact that the people who went over through the Bering Strait, they maintained their dark skin because 
of their diet and other factors, but they were still non-black people. <laughs> so I think that we gotta oh, understand. Man. That makes sense. Oh, man. Oh, man. Did you get that uncle? Are you listening to me? Yeah, I got it. And and yo send me a picture, right? To speak to the very thing you just talked about. Okay. All right, man. He said check me. Ravenel, Aboriginal. Let me, let me. All right. I want to show everybody how you checkmated me. Let's see here. Send me some pictures. <laughs> Hold on. I'm gonna show everybody. I'm gonna show y'all. He sent me some pictures. This was the great checkmate, I guess. All right. There you go. Y'all see that? <laughs> I ain't gonna laugh, yo. What the hell? I'm sorry, but I am. What did you say? Hold on, let me see. Trying to figure out what he's trying to do here. I still love it, Lord. All right. Yeah, he got Look at that brain, boy. That brain is serious. That man, my boy. Screen now. Click on on screen. Okay. That's from that book. Uh, that book is two volumes to that book. What this book? That picture he got it from. That's the one that uh, it's a it's a old book. When they were when they were trying to categorize humans like that, it's, it's an old book. I got the book. Uh, yeah, is this really the picture he sent you? Uh, is this is this the evidence? Yeah, this is the evidence, yo. I'm saying, I mean, how in the hell that make? Come on, man. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. Let me go back. Let me hold on, man. I don't want to shortchange the guy, man. But this is what I'm trying to talk about, man. Like, come on, man. Like, I'm trying to work with you, dude. I don't want to beat y'all up like this. Here goes the second <laughs> America. What the hell is this, man? <laughs> I ain't gonna laugh, yo. I ain't gonna do it, yo. Cause he's yeah, sure. Hold on, cause he's talking. He's talking while you're demonstrating. He's saying I have lineage records. Thank you, Unc. Historical document in the museum. Uh, hold on. He says. What? He's just. He's. He's. I don't know. His comments coming through slow, but uh, he, I guess he's trying to say this is supposed to be his family. I don't know. Is Spencer Wells your primary? Now, I'm not gonna believe that. Yeah, you know I'm saying. I'm not gonna believe that. Okay, so you. I'm not gonna believe. I'm not gonna believe that you sent me pictures of your family. I'm not. Gonna believe that. <laughs> Brother, wait a minute. Hey, he said, we got to deal with this picture. What did he give you an explanation on who these people were? No, it's just a bunch of people. Find the hell no, no. And if there's a historical documented that there is a difference, a difference in what, man? All right, let me let me do this, man. Like, come on, bro. Those are those are old pictures from old research, and that was comes out of the book America you show in there. But the one where it had like the five figures, it, it's like when they were dealing with uh, the outline of history that book, and they were dealing with the races of mankind. Let me turn my camera on. All right, let me let me get it. Let me, man. Mm. That's how they were depicting them. During them times, I mean, but that doesn't get around the skin color part, though. No, it doesn't get around the skin color. Hey, I made a mistake. Uh, that page is page ninety-two from uh, Nina Dabrowski's book, Skin. Oh, all right. But you said color, though, and that's the chapter color, though. The page you gave, talking about color. 
You was right. It was a color. Yeah, but this one right here, I, can I read this little section here? Of course here? you can, Nazi. Glad to have you say read, goddammit. <laughs> All right, she says, it's interesting that the natural selection pressure towards lighter skin apparently relaxes because of their diet. Eskimos have evolved darker skin to protect themselves from high levels of UVA that reflect on them from snow, ice, and open water. Mm. And that's uh, page 92, mm. right, right in the middle paragraph towards the end. Oh, shit. Got him. Dang. So when they were eating the diet, it relaxed the pressure, so the environmental pressure did not affect them. So, but they kept the dark skin because of the UVA rays and the reflection. So they were getting double doses of the sun because the reflection of the UVA rays, when it reflects off the sun, uh, water and all that, it's almost like 92%. Dang. Oh. oh, man. And if anybody has ever went skiing, like in, in, in uh, cause I lived in Colorado also being a military brat. If you walked outside, the snow would damn near blind you. Hell yeah. <laughs> And you can get sunburned in the snow. <laughs> he said he sent you those pictures because it shows melanated people being called Americans, and that's his checkmate. <laughs> All right, yo. You know what, man? All right, yo. If you think if that's what that is, I'm trying to. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> you know, but what they got to understand the SLC 24A5 gene did not come into effect to six to 10,000 years. We're talking about people who crossed over within 15,000 years. So, of course, they're going to be dark. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Hold on. Everybody freeze. We have a moment here. We have we have one of those moments of clarity here. This is what we're gonna do. Right? The brother just said something very, very clear. We read articles talking about the pale gene occurring at around six thousand years. Did we not just read that whole damn thing? Did we not just read that? Yes. Hold on, let's hold on. Freeze it, freeze it. Okay. <laughs> so dramatic. Freeze that shit. That means, this is a, this one of the moments, man. I read all that shit. I'm glad I read it too. <laughs> glad I stumbled through it. Where is that? Here it go. I'm gonna show y'all. This is what we're gonna do for y'all. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do it like this. All right. I'm gonna share my screen. I'm gonna let Brother Nahisi read it. Right. We're gonna verify his point. Now, my man with the funny picture, right? He talked about, you know, our ancestors had skin color. Now, y'all see this article right here, right? I can't he see it. it got right. me presenting. Can you see it? It got me presenting. Oh, you got unpresenting. No. How did I unpresent? We can see it. We can see it, huh? Go ahead. All right, new gene variants reveal evolution of human skin color, right? Uh, October 17, 2017. Let's come to the highlighted portions right here. You want to read that now, you? Jesus. All right. Previous, <laughs> go ahead and read it, Nahisi. Previous research on skin color genes fit that picture. For example, a depigmentation gene called the SLC24A5 linked to pale skin swept through your population in the past 6,000 years. That's basically what I said. Yeah, so, so all right, bro. So if somebody was over here uh, 13,000, 12,000 years, bro, ago, right? 
what the pale gene wasn't even in effect yet. Come on, man. It can't be this damn easy. It's easy. They make it complicated. Come on, man. So come on with that, man. All right. So I got a book. 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 And this book is called. Let me let me take this off. Let me stop screen sharing real fast. All right. And it's stop. You are presenting. We don't want to present anymore. We we're done with presenting. Oh, you don't want to present no more? No. Uh uh. Damn. And also, the Asians have that EDR gene too, that hair gene. That's why they don't have that that I'm not gonna say kinky hair, but that curl, that tight curl, because um, they de they develop um, another mutation yes yeah. and that's a that's another that's another important part it's the edar gene the ethyl uh, receptacle plasma a the reason they developed that is because of the upa rays which does affect down to the hypodermis which affects hair follicles so that was a mutation that was taking place that helped them with the environment can y'all see this book Right, so they wouldn't have need in in Europe, not in Europe, but in Americas, they wouldn't have needed. I mean, Africans develop our um, skin pigmentation in Africa, so our hair was a little different than the hair and the skin pigmentation in Americans because of the environment. Okay, that's a good point, Nahisi. Go ahead, Unc, I'm sorry. Y'all see the book right here? Yes. Atlas mirrors. So when you come to America, America and America, right? Look, look how they show the Native Americans. Look, show us how they looking white, is they? So I don't think that's no dream or or they hide that. <laughs> they ain't hiding that. That they was that they was they they, they that they was browner. They ain't hiding that, right? That's some of the native population. A little couple different complexions. It's all right here. So, in America, Check out the hair. Look at the hair too. The wavy hair. See, so ain't nobody like that. Ain't no damn secret. What y'all talking about, man? They ain't hide that. <laughs> yeah, like that. They hid that. They ain't nobody hide. Christopher Columbus said when he came over here, he seen people with a darker complexion. Christopher, it's in his note, he said it. Okay, but he, but hell, Christopher Columbus didn't know nothing about the goddamn skin color map. He was only <laughs> going off what he knew. He did the same shit y'all doing today, the good old fashioned eyeball test. And I'm telling you, you can't use good old fashioned eyeball test. Now, watch, if you look at me right now, I'm definitely darker. Do y'all see that? Catch me in the wintertime, I'm lighter. My skin fluctuates. All right? I'm, I'm looking real brown right about now. Catch me in the wintertime, right? So when Christopher Columbus, depending on when he came over here, because the zone two skin fluctuates, right? He would have seen browner people. Or lighter people, depending on the time of the year. We pull up the skin map religiously around here. And it talks about people in zone two. You know what I'm saying? So 
Man, I man, come on, bro. Y'all gotta do better than that. You gotta do better than that. And hey, uh, it isn't uh, just in Africa. <laughs> he said, What? I got, I got a question. The, the equator's not just in Africa. Oh yeah, that's dumb. Right. <laughs> um the uh the guy says that he when he emailed you, he emailed you sourced pictures. He are saying that these pictures were sourced. And I don't think that he understands what he actually emailed you. What? You you sent me some pictures, man. Yeah, but he's trying to say that they come from a museum and, and that you needed to read them. And that, 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 it ain't nothing to read, dude. You sent me a picture with no words on it, yo. All right, let me read this. Let me download. Hold on. Let me read it, yo. Can I say something about Christopher Columbus while you're downloading the sources? Yeah. <laughs> it's important to understand like history pre um, the Americas because you have to understand that Christopher Columbus, the Portuguese, and the Spaniards, they were in Africa 100 years before, or their ancestors were in Africa 100 years before they even got to the Americas. So they knew what Africans looked like, and they knew what black people look like. If they would have came to the Americas, Americas and saw Africans, they would have documented, oh, we see more Africans because they have been going back and forth, Northwest African, trying to enter into the inland part of Africa to trade with African kingdoms. And also they were trading various items. So they knew what Africans look like. They, they had been around black people for hundreds of years. So when they got to the, when Christopher Columbus got to the Americas, they would have known that those people were African. They wouldn't have called them Tawny or those other things. They would have called them Black Africans. Right. There was no reason because you got to think about the Portuguese and the Spaniards at that time. They were infatuated with Africans. It's the they, they had no reason to say that these people were not African. Because they had been in Africa already. That's fact. That's fact. That's the key point of it all. You got to think about it. But but before uh, them coming into the continent in the uh, 1400s, you can go back to the 11th century where you see the people in New Guinea being traded by the Moors to the Spanish. So, yeah, they were very familiar with who the Africans were since the 11th century. And you know, prior to that, so it's no mistaking on who, what they identify with. They know the difference. When we came, when they came into the continent and, and started traveling around, and when the technology broke, and they were able to sail back north because they couldn't sail back north uh, prior to the invention of that technology to help them break through them shipping, uh, them ships to get them further out into the, uh, along the coast. Because remember, they only traveled along the coastline and not out actually in the Atlantic until exactly. that to get them back up. So, I mean, I the, thought, the, the um, aboriginals are working on a lot of false premises and assumptions about history and what was going on. And I understand because it's a lot of information, but you gotta, you gotta start um you got to start earlier so you can see their psychology and their mindset of the people selling to america 
you know, they understood what Africans were. They were not confused that the um, the, Amer- the uh, Native Americans were not Negro. They would have said it. They would have grabbed. They would have been happy to grab them <laughs> and take them. They wouldn't have had. They wouldn't have had a problem. Even when you look at when they colonized South America, the first thing they did was they took the women. They didn't have a problem mixing with the women. It wasn't until the Brits came. They were more, they practiced a different type of racism. But the Portuguese and the other ones, they they mixed and they assimilated with the indigenous people. So we are all Africans. I'm not disputing that. After the world, world was migrated, the people took on different features and traits. A.E. Aboriginal Americans, right? Y'all don't even know who the chief was. (laughs) Y'all don't even know who the chiefs were. So how are y'all debating what you never even researched? God damn it, God damn it, God damn it. Right, but we created the timeline. We we created a timeline for you. Come on, Naya. God damn it. God damn it. I don't got to know who the damn chief was. Whoever the hell the damn chief was, he wasn't a sub-Saharan African, god damn it. (laughs) Shit. Maybe they missed the point when we talked about the the colonization of America happened between 1400. Like, so... Everyone in America came from somewhere. So them chiefs came from somewhere. They was they wasn't they didn't they didn't involve in America. We know they came from um parts of Asia. So I mean it doesn't matter who they are. You just have to you have to know who you have to know the history of America first and then you can decide who's who. But that's the problem right there, is they don't know the history of America. They skip an entire time here. They can't go back beyond the last few hundred years. They can't. When uh, when we talk about the Bering Strait, they have a problem with that. They don't understand that the United States was covered in mile-high ice. <laughs> nope. Inhabitable. Inhabitable. And when that ice broke and people were able to come and venture out more, then you start seeing and noticing things. They don't know any of this. They just try to refute everything. Like they wait for us to say something and then they want to go back and try to poke holes into it and, and stay right there on the, uh, and bounce around topics. But Thank you. Like Joseph, he, he, he in the chat, Joseph Greer, whoever the guy is, he's going on and on and on. Y'all don't, y'all don't know. We, you're right. <laughs> we don't know the Chiefs. I don't know. Do you know the Chiefs? Hey, so if, so if so if they did build a ship and come over here, how in the hell they knew ice was over here? Cause niggas was a little naked. They <laughs> nobody had no clothes one hundred three thousand years ago. Come on, uh, what are we I'm just saying, like, like think about it. A boat is fast transportation there. So you talking about being able to get from Africa to America <laughs> about what? Two months, a month, thirty what? Forty five days. That's the trip, right? So think about that. Who in the hell knew it was a land over here? How they know to bring, uh, they, I guess they had to bring lion skins or something because they would have froze <laughs> their ass off. How they know? They sent smoke screens in the air, you know. With the- <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Listen, 
I want y'all to check out this psychology. This is the classic psychology of the um, these people. Uh, the prophetic says, I've worked with hundreds of real Africans from Africa, and they look different to me. <laughs> so he's saying that he's not African because Africans look different to him. Hi, man. How different can we can we get a picture prophetic of how you look and what's different about your phenotype, your DNA from an African? Because Africans are the most diverse group of people. They look like everybody. They got all sorts of features. Yeah. So what's different? I don't understand that psychology. Like they look different from me. <laughs> Who got this on the wall? Okay, somebody got this. Who got this picture up? Is that you, Unc? Oh, that's um. That ain't me. Oh yeah. So look how diff Africans. It's me now. Africans different. Come on. Africans man. look like everybody. I mean, what, what, which African look different than you? Yo, let me see. I can't click on that. Let me see. Go back a little bit, Sean. Oh man, yeah. kill them with that one. Kill them. What page? Kill them. Go to, uh, go to page 30 uh, uh 31. What book that's saying? Like, so which one of these Africans you look like, bro? What book is that, Sean? Exactly. Page 30, right? The one you, got, oh, the one you got, you know, the one you got. Come on, Come on. man. So which one, bro, man? Look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can go here and look. These are all these, look are like all one these people are all on the continent right here. Looking like Native American. Here go one like a Native American. Hold on, look, look, look. Hey, <laughs> hey show the one like a Native American. Hey, show that one. Come on, yo. Oh, down in the corner. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, right underneath the brother with the, the young brother with the locks. Right next to the Corey Sand, the sister. Right here. Watch. Right uh-uh, uh-uh. Right underneath of him. Up, 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 right there. See that? Stop. You see her? Mm hmm Now, tell me she ain't a Native American while y'all bullshitting. You see her, right? Or you mean she looked like a Native American? Right. I know I'm just bullshitting with her. I'm trying to show them how crazy oh. Right there. There you go. Right there. She ain't no Native American. She ain't she on the continent of Africa. Y'all tripping. Y'all straight tripping. Right there. Right there. Come on, man. You look at all these. Come on, man. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I don't understand that psychology. We look different from Africans. First of all, we have a mixture because of the Atlantic slave trade. Second of all, Africans have different various looks. They don't look like one thing. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put it back up there. Put it back up there. I'm going to find my man Tom and shit from the corner. Watch this. Put that back up there, yo. Now, you see the young brother with the locks? Right beside him, up, up at the top row. The top row. Third, right there. Stop moving. Watch. Look at that. Tell me they look like yo. Homeboy right there. 
him, how he look any different than any other African American? He don't. See what I'm saying? Come on, man. Y'all gotta stop that, yo. Y'all on reverse racism right now. Y'all tripping, yo. Yeah, y'all doing too much, yo. Y'all, yeah, y'all crazy, yo. They, yeah, they doing too much, yo. Right, they want to set up a situation where we look different than they look. Like, that's not true. Africans look just like we look. I mean, there's tribal people who may have more archaic features, but truth be told, like Native Americans and Mongolians have more um, archaic features than Africans. Them big jaws, them saggy eyebrows, them them slanted eyes, they have their their features are way more archaic than most Africans. That's why when we come to the debate of the Almecs and them looking black, you know, it's it's a psychological mind game to think that the Almecs look black because they have those features. Africans don't look like that. What Africans you know that look like the Almecs? West African, Fulani, Nigerians, which which group? They gonna say the Nubians. The Nubians. The Nubians. Are, come on now. Yeah, hey, hey, nah, the you Nubians don't have archaic features like that. The Almecs have archaic features. Those are strong features. You you got this? Nah. Let me see where you at. Magazine, right? Click on off screen. <sighs> Is that 20. the uh, National Geographic one? Yeah. yeah I got it downstairs. All right, so okay, it's what you're talking about. Look, they try to look, look, look now. Let me show you this. What they say, read it. Huh? What did it say? I can't see it. No. Let me go to you. Look, just look, look. They try to disappear the arrow. Remember how you. Oh, okay. Then they try to run the arrow back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, look, see that? Right, that's what the research is pointing to. I'm telling you. And nah, people don't know. Not that argument right now. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but listen, uh, you know where that is, right? That's what? the Oceana, right there. I know, I know with all them, all the, all that. Yeah, but all the But the, the Australia population mm -hmm. of Australia. First of all, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, you know what, yo? Like, they get to Australia about sixty thousand years ago. They know that, right? Right. right? They know fifteen. 20,000 years in America's man is that's it man stop it now, if y'all since but I'm thinking we the mothers and fathers of those people we not them people man come on man well, if you not if you don't belong to M or N you're not the mothers and fathers of the, out of anybody out of Africa if you don't belong to M or N or L or L and O you're not the mothers and fathers because what happened in Arabia, people don't want to know, is that's when they mixed with the disownment. And then they went into Asia, mixed with another archaic. Africans didn't mix with no disownment in Arabia. Yes, we did mix with other archaic. Yes, we did mix with other archaics in Africa, but not outside of Africa. So if if the Africans who left Africa didn't mix with the Dissonavans and didn't mix with the Neanderthal, it's likely they wouldn't have survived the climate. Because that's, because that's how they were able to develop those mutations to help them withstand the cold environment in the different environments. That's why when they get into Europe, they skin gets lighter because if you're when your skin when you're not closer to the equator 
then you don't have the vitamin D, you don't have the vitamin D, you have, you go crazy, you have like a deficiency, and you get psychotic. That's why the one book, The Iceman Inheritance, one of the symptoms of that is psychosis, like they went crazy without the, the vitamin D. And so the African wasn't able to survive those cold climates, but with that admixture, the Dishonov and the Neanderthal, it helped their survival. That didn't help it. That didn't happen in Africa. So we can't claim that we are the mothers and fathers. Like, nah, we not. <laughs> Look, it says the human migrated out of Africa in two waves, some scientists say. They adapted to new environments in many ways. Skin color is just one. Watch this. You talked about this. High altitude populations, for example, adapted to breathing low oxygen air. And they would have gotten that particular gene from the Denisovans. So like she said, y'all can go ahead and be indigenous Native Americans. That means y'all got that, that Denisovan in your blood. You don't want that. They don't want that in them, do they? Right, and then black people, some black people, take your ass to the Alps. Take yourself, take yeah. your ass to the Himalayas. You'll yeah. fall out. You'll have a stroke in Asia, certain parts of Asia. Y'all got that Neanderthal in y'all. Y'all want that? Then y'all can have that now. I, I need to let y'all know that. <laughs> That's funny. So all the Native Americans, they got that Gina Sovin Neanderthal thing kicking in them. I want y'all to know that. Remember that. All right, get that straight. Remember us from West Africa in these different places, you know what I'm saying? We never left Africa, right? Until we was a part of the largest migration of human beings known to man was that transcontinental uh, uh, kidnapping trade. All right, so I'm just, there you go. All right, that now. See, y'all the main ones fighting against, uh, uh, oh man, a white man's Neanderthal. No, you the Neanderthal, how about that? Now, got you, checkmate. Now, pick your poison. Hmm. Oh, you funny. Yeah, I pick your poison. Y'all right, right. Y'all native Adina Sovens. There you go. Now, there you have it. You say I'm you can't prove Africa never traveled the oceans in the last what? Yeah, we can. Fifty thousand years. We can we can do that. where's the technology that actually would state that an African can cross the cross current, uh the the current? multi-current you had multi-current winds that blew in all directions that would stop you from going north south east or west unless you hung near the coastline i'm gonna repeat this one more time canoes couldn't get out there in the atlantic rafts couldn't get out there in the atlantic certain ships couldn't make it back for drifting down south because they couldn't get north and they couldn't go east and they couldn't go west. They only these ships only had the technology to travel in the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah. They didn't have the technology to get out in the big oceanic way because they did not know how to get back. That's why Musa never came back. That's why I, <laughs> I never came back. <laughs> Musa came back, Unk. Stop it. My fault. Abu Khan come back, yo. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. Never and came back, it, wasn't until, it wasn't until the Portuguese broke with that technology in that cell, they got them to come downstream and back the same way that they came from. Once they figured that out, they were 
they led that technology and they broke it and they made they opened up the they opened up the oceanic trade whatever they wanted to do at that point they were the leaders in that because they were the first ones to establish that and others follow suit them boats weren't leaving the mediterranean sea that's why they had all them confusion in the mediterranean sea and trade going on back and forth and wars fighting specifically in the mediterranean because they couldn't get out there in the ocean this, this how I know people don't pay attention. That, that's how I know people don't pay attention. We done talked about this a few darn times, man, on the Monster Warrior clan about Prince Henry, um, about the Portuguese explorer, the age of discovery. Um, we, we done talked about all this stuff. That's how I know people don't pay attention, man. This is stuff that we done talked about and talked about and talked about. I can't believe people still thinking they done set sail out there with canoes and came back. That, that's just crazy to me, man. Hey, hey, yo, come on, man. See, if you got the thing to think you did everything, we ain't do every damn thing. Yo, nature don't just teach black people. Yo, nature teach everybody, yo. Some real shit. Hey, but I'm saying the Egyptians did have sales on their ships, though, yo. What y'all talking about? Uh, don't start. Please don't start. I'm going to start because they did have sales on their damn ship. No, they didn't. No, they didn't go out in the Atlantic. Mediterranean Sea ain't no joke, though. How about that? They went out there. They, they did. Mediterranean ain't no joke. And people, <laughs> people posting pictures of uh twenty twentieth century technology, uh rafts, and trying to compare it to the fourteen, the thirteen, and the fourteen hundreds, or even uh, three or four thousand years ago. You cannot do that. The 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 Atlantic Ocean three thousand years ago was much tougher than it is today. Facts. You said the what? Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, the Atlantic Ocean three thousand years ago was a much was much tougher to navigate than it is today. Mm, God damn! Wow, that's crazy because this because there ain't no joke today. <laughs> they got engines and power and diesel and all right, man. So look, all right, so. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna pick this conversation up. Where we at? Where we at? How long we've been rocking? Um, we've been rocking for two hours. Whoa, whoa, we over time. We over time. So, we out of here. Look, so all right, everybody today closing statements. Uh, once again, no Aboriginal American has you know, y'all got a right to call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. All right, you just don't got a right to keep putting that information out. Look, we got. We got 997 subscribers. Can we please go over a thousand a day, please? Can we get that? All right, we restarting it. Can we get that? I right, hit that like button. I right, hit that subscribe button. Right. Um, I appreciate all the Aborigines, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Um, uh, you know, ain't no, ain't, ain't, you know, for real, yo. We just gunfights with the information. We just waiting for y'all to refute some of that. Now I might now, now now I might debate over the Mediterranean Sea, you know what I'm saying, and the Beringer Sea. I think they kind of serious, and I think the Egyptians, in their own right, were hell of a sailors, but you know they just hadn't discovered those parts. I'm just, I mean I debate y'all on that. Anytime y'all want to get in with that, <laughs> yeah. don't do it, don't do it. That's my that, that's my closing statement. Anybody want to debate me over the Egyptians' ability to sail? I debate y'all. All right, go ahead now. Your closing statement. 
Okay, so just to review, we we did go over a lot of different topics. Um, you know, we talked about some of the claims that we hear in the conscious community a lot um, regarding to regarding who's African and who's not African. Uh, we talked about DNA. Um, of course, we talked about migration. Um, we talked a little bit about our history um and we talked about psychology a little bit so the thing about this community of aboriginals i think brother kufi 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 did a good job because he gave y'all 400 years where y'all can claim to have some type of connection with the native americans but to claim that you were here before the native americans or even the aboriginals it's disingenuous you were here and we came over here but you were not the original so i think that it's important that we have context and that we're honest in our conversations because it's a lot going on in the world you know there's a lot of things that we have to cover we got education we got to deal with economics we have to deal with our psychology we have to deal with building building so we need to focus on the things that's going to unite us. It's okay to say grandma said that I was native, but to try to take someone else's history and culture is disingenuous and it's non-African. So the only reason why we have these conversations that I'm Ross Scott because we want to make sure that we're presenting the most accurate scientific information at all times. Brother Nahisi. Yeah, I mean, discussions like this are needed, but for it to go forward, people are going to have to definitely do their own uh, independent research and just stop going off the top of the dome. You know, we definitely need to do our research because when folks are talking about that they sailed here 50,000 years ago, let's me know that they haven't did one ounce of study. They're just going off of feel good and throwing out numbers. All right, all right, brother Kufu, Kufu, not Kufi. Sorry, <laughs> it's Kofi. <laughs> Kofi. Co so Kofi, yeah, like Kofi is Kofi. Okay, Kofi, I'm gonna get that right one day. Kofi, uh, okay, you and uh, Dr. Maak call me Kufu, Kofi. Okay, it's all <laughs> I got it now. <laughs> um, I just want to say, man, you know, I see um, when I watch some of these shows and stuff, I see some of the same questions that's been um, told over and over, man. I, I think we need to start picking up pen and paper. And when people are having bills or are or, or, or doing presentations, take notes, you know what I'm saying? So you won't have to come back and ask the same questions over and over. Just information that you got. Just take the notes and then go back. And, and research it. A lot of us gives a lot of resources. So pause the videos or pause when Brother Uncle Cat or some of these other brothers are posting these books. You know what I'm saying? Go back and look at them. Get these books. Write these books down. Go and read the books. You know, do the research. You know, and do your own. Um, do your own re uh, research. Um, and if you want more information with fathers, I was talking about the 400 years. I got three installments. Who was the Gullah? Who was the Gala and the Gula uh, Geechee people, the Black Seminole, the Seminoles, Freemen, 
uh, Freeman slash Black Seminole Scouts. I I go through the whole thing. Um, um, us encountering the Indians for 400 years, us adapting their way of life, their clothing, their lifestyle, them enslaving us, all those different things. It's on the Masi Warrior Clan as well as my uh, Kofi Faisal TV. So go check that out. Uh, appreciate everybody for uh, uh, for tuning in. Thank you, thank you so much. All right, Brother Sean. Yeah, thanks for having me on the panel. Um, peace to everybody in the chat for tuning in for the bill. Uh, hopefully we can continue to learn and grow and not stay stagnant and setting each other back. That I mean, conversations like these are, are needed uh, as long as they're in a controlled environment and we all can learn because if we're not learning to move our people forward, then we stay stagnant and or are hindering each other. And some of the topics and the things that y'all say for the unlearned or the people that are unwilling to learn, you are setting us back. And, um, you know, that's that's the reason why we have these conversations and we do the research and we try to present the information to you to to help you uh, to lead you from you know that path of misinformation and get you back on get you back straight because uh in order for us to move we're going to need a collective i mean i know not everybody is going to join but uh and stand by the right thing but you know it is what it is so uh just keep reading books man and stop looking at youtube and and um and google articles that that only validate your point read till you uncomfortable Read the things that you you know that make you feel good, but also read the things that are that make you absolutely uncomfortable, and then uh, take your time and break both of those texts down until you until you can come away with an honest conclusion. Right now, and, and I think that's where we are. We're at we're, we're at people who have an honest conclusion, and then we have people that have a dishonest conclusion. So that's all I got, man. Thank y'all for having me on. Thank oh yeah, go subscribe to the Masa Warrior Clan channel and the Sessu Monumental uh channel as well. Uh we are members of that. And uh again, <clears throat> hit that bell and subscribe there too. Okay.